0: Governor Hochul convened a housing roundtable in Albany this week. She wants New York State to build 15,000 new housing units on state-owned land to address a housing shortage. As part of her State of the State, Hochul proposed that only municipalities that receive pro-housing certifications from the state will be eligible for discretionary funds. Hochul says communities, including Mineola on Long Island, are taking advantage of the program.
1: This is available to communities that are willing to do what is necessary. So. Every corner of the state was saying this is going to help solve their problems. The employers want to bring more employees in, they don't have housing. Young people want a place to live after school, they don't have enough housing. Seniors want to downsize, and they don't have enough housing. Last year, Hochul's proposal to
0: build some 800,000 housing units over a decade was dropped from the state budget after receiving pushback from Democrats who control the legislature. You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news and culture update from the Long Island Sound region. A state investigation into the Connecticut Port Authority has been closed. A new study looks at the role of SUNY in economic mobility, and a new effort is exposing students to careers in local journalism. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. A legislative proposal in Connecticut could benefit remote workers employed by New York businesses. WSHU's Molly Ingram reports the governor is encouraging those workers to challenge New York's tax laws and pay lower taxes in Connecticut instead. Currently, Connecticut residents who work for New York companies remotely are required to pay New York taxes. Connecticut's top budget officer says the litigation between the employee and the New York Taxation Department could take years and would likely end up in front of the Supreme Court. But Governor Ned Lamont says
1: it's worth it. I think we're uh, defending our Connecticut citizens. You live in Connecticut, you work in Connecticut. Why are you paying New York taxes? So we're, um, going to stand with our taxpayers and see if they get a little justice.
0: If the court challenges are successful, Lamont says the state could claw back $200 million. Plus, residents would earn a tax credit in Connecticut. The New York State Department of Taxation and Finance had no comment on the proposal. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. State Attorney General William Tong has closed an investigation into alleged improprieties involving the Connecticut Port Authority. WSHU's
1: Shelley Hassman-Kadish reports. The investigation stemmed from allegations made by a whistleblower of unethical conduct by employees and board members of the Port Authority and a contractor, Seabury Maritime, in 2020. Seabury was accused of paying thousands in improper gifts to Port Authority. The company was seeking contracts in the redevelopment of State Pier in New London to support the offshore wind industry. The Attorney General's office found several potential violations which were turned over to the Office of State Ethics. Seabury and a former Port Authority board member and Seabury employee, Henry Wan III, paid fines for violating ethics rules for lobbyists and public officials. Shelley Hassman Kadish, WSHU News. Employees at
0: New York State's university system account for 9% of all jobs on Long Island. WSHU's Bill Rodriguez reports.
1: According to a study from the Fiscal Policy Institute, the SUNY system employs close to 180,000 workers throughout New York State, with over 60,000 jobs in Suffolk and Nassau County. This includes school administrators, faculty and staff, and those employed in serving the campus, such as food vendors and booksellers. Andrew Perry is the author of the study.
2: It's not just that we're creating jobs, we're creating jobs while also doing something that's creating economic opp- opportunities, that's creating a highly educated workforce that the state's going to depend on for future generations.
1: Perry says institutions like SUNY are important for economic mobility, allowing students from low-income families to obtain degrees and earn higher incomes as adults. Bill Rodriguez, WSHU News.
0: new effort will link young journalists with local media outlets across New York State. More on that is coming up in just a bit. First, a message from our supporter. Local support comes from Hartford HealthCare, the only health system in the Northeast, with all its hospitals receiving A grades for safety from the LeapFrog Group the nation's leading independent safety watchdog group, hartfordhealthcare.org. Connecticut rideshare and delivery drivers rallied at the state capitol to call for fair pay, and benefits. The drivers wrote to legislators to set minimum pay standards, ensure transparency and equal treatment for drivers and passengers, prevent company wage theft, and protect them from deactivation. According to the Drivers United Foundation, drivers remain largely unprotected by state or federal labor and employment law. Due to a New Jersey lawsuit, the MTA plans to delay its launch of its $15 toll for drivers below 60th Street in Manhattan until this summer. The MTA and the U.S. Department of Transportation are in federal court to resolve the pending litigation before congestion pricing could go into effect around June 15th. Former Fairfield Town employees were sentenced to two years of probation. Emmett Hibson, the former Human Resources Director, and Brian Carey, the former Town Conservation Director, were charged with illegally dumping harmful material contaminated with PCBs to build an artificial ridge near a solid waste dump. As part of their probation, the duo must complete a combined 480 hours of community service and will pay an unknown sum in restitution. After the two years, their charges will be dismissed. The State University of New York has launched a system wide effort to have college students produce local news. Ian Pickus has more.
1: Pointing to numbers showing 80 million Americans live in news deserts, the Institute for Local News will link young journalists with media outlets across New York. SUNY says it's the first initiative of its kind. University of Vermont professor Richard Watts is a graduate of SUNY Cortland and director of the Center for Community News at UVM. Watts has been tapped by SUNY to get the program up and running across the 64-campus system as interim coordinator. The State University of New York
2: is this enormous system that
1: has this opportunity
0: to try and build these programs across multiple campuses.
1: Watts says programs like this can help reverse the growing loss of local news that experts say is contributing to a lack of trust in and engagement with democracy. Here's how it works. A SUNY campus gives journalism students academic credit or funding to report under the supervision of a professional in collaboration with a media outlet. The student gets experience, and the outlet gets news coverage it might not be able to offer otherwise. These are public institutions with
2: infrastructure often located in or near what we call news deserts. And success is engaging more students and other resources at these colleges and universities to step up and help address the
1: local news crisis. Lane Filler, a former Newsday reporter, is now SUNY's chief of communications.
2: This is something that we think has tremendous value for the students and for SUNY and for the media outlets. But The reason it has value for the media outlets is because it has value for our nation and for our communities as a civic issue. We cannot allow communities to go unversed in what's going on in their civic life, in what's going on in their government, in what's going on in the lives of the people that they live with, their friends and neighbors.
1: Filler says SUNY plans to hire a full-time director to run and grow the initiative. And acknowledges funding will be needed to support the various segments of the program
2: the specific skills that come from putting together these kinds of stories and they can be a little bit different than classroom skills translate in a lot of ways to people who may not in the long run be professional journalists you know there's so much about learning how to do this work how to gather information how to process and evaluate information how to edit how to think and being led through that by a professional that that we think is really helpful.
1: Some students are already taking advantage of the Institute for Local News branch at their local campus. A native of Brazil, Rafael Cruvenel is a senior at Stony Brook University on Long Island, studying journalism and creative writing and literature.
2: As soon as I heard about it, I wanted to take it, so I was very invested in it from the very beginning. So it was a class that you had to enroll in, like any other class.
1: Cruvenel took part in the program last semester in the working newsroom course and has published stories on everything from shark attacks to immigration in local outlets.
2: Unfortunately, local journalism is threatened. You know, we see local newspapers closing their doors, we see many news deserts around the country. And I I think that I always studied that in college as a journalism major, but I was really never given any opportunities to act on that and to help change that reality. So what I really liked about this class was that it served as an outlet for me to um, promote change.
1: Anne-Marie Franck teaches journalism at Buffalo State and is a faculty advisor to the SUNY Initiative. She says it's disheartening to see new staff shrinking. Her students are working on hyperlocal coverage of the city's west side neighborhood.
2: It's a section of the of the city of Buffalo that used to have a weekly uh, publication, uh, went out of business many years ago, and this course attempts to, um, you know, fill that gap. And I think ultimately this is this is what the initiative is all about: is helping to remove some of those news deserts uh, that are out there.
1: Filler says the Institute for Local News will be a win-win for SUNY and decimated reporting staffs.
2: Media outlets are hurting. They're hurting for resources. They're hurting for great content. They know their, their readers and their listeners and their watchers want it. And there's not a lot of resistance to using it.
1: In Albany, I'm Ian Pickus for the New York Public News Network.
0: For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or stream anytime with the WSHU app or on our website, WSHU.org. After All Things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And as always, if you have any thoughts or story ideas you'd like to share with us, please send them our way. The best way to do that is by email, and it's news at WSHU.org. I'm Sabrina Garone. Have a great rest of your evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.